Hey friends, this is Ashley coming to you before this episode starts. I just wanted to let you all know that I have a newsletter. It's also called Boss Barista and you can find all of our episodes along with full transcripts and articles about each episode at the newsletter. So go to bossbarista.substack.com and all of this stuff will just end up in your email. It's kind of like magic. So again, bossbarista.substack.com to find all of these episodes along with additional content. Thanks for listening and on to the show. Hey friends, welcome to Boss Barista, the podcast about workplace equity and employee empowerment in coffee and beyond. I'm Ashley Rodriguez. I've long been interested in partnerships. I think the way that two people interact is a pleasure to observe. And we learn the most about ourselves when there's a person close by to reflect and share our experiences with. Bianca Alon and Sabrine Naima are the co-founders of Cute Coffee, a small and decidedly joyful roasting company based in Northern California. The story of how Bianca and Sabrine met is nothing short of kismet. They lived parallel lives for years, finally intersecting at a coffee shop in Venice Beach, California. Since then, they've found delightful ways to express their love of coffee and art, pulling the best out of one another as their partnership deepens. They're always looking for the fun and gleeful excitement sharing coffee brings, something that's effusive. It literally jumps out in this conversation. An editor I sometimes work with, his name is Jordan, said he was smiling ear to ear as he listened to Bianca and Sabrine speak. Right at the top of this episode, you're going to hear some of that. This episode starts with some silliness and some laughs. Bianca and Sabrine just moved to a farm in the country when we recorded, so you might hear a few friends in the background. We also talk a lot about snacks, secret singers, and how Boss Barista can maybe incorporate some Nickelodeon-style slime into our interviews. Here are Bianca and Sabrine. So, Bianca and Sabrine, I was wondering if you could paint a picture for our listeners, paint a mental picture for them about where you are right now. Imagine thousands of really big trees, some sunlight peeping through those trees, and there's also some dirt roads, lots of just vegetation everywhere. And everybody seems to have animals. <laughs> and I mean farm animals. Yes. People have roosters, chickens, cats, dogs, cows, lamb, turkeys, you name it. They got all the things. Horses. And just lots of species of birds are here. Oh my gosh, there's so many birds. So many birds. So many birds. How long have you folks lived in the country? It's only been about uh, oh, since last summer, July, yeah, of of last year. Mm-hmm. And what are we in? So far, our listeners hear a friend or two in the background. Who might they hear? <laughs> They're gonna hear some roosters, some chickens. Sam the rooster. Yeah, Sam's in the back. 
<laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad that we have a name for the rooster that we're going to hear. That makes me feel more connected to him. <laughs> Good. So I always like to start these conversations by asking people about their first memories of coffee. So I'm going to start with Sabrine. If you don't mind, could you tell me about any early experiences you had with coffee? What was it like? Did you grow up with it? Yeah, I uh, grew up with coffee. I would say my love for coffee started around 13, 14. And it was mainly my best friend and I going to Coffee Bean at night. that's, That's interesting. I drank coffee just at night. But we would go to Coffee Bean and then take our drinks to, I usually got like, let's see, like a vanilla latte or a frappuccino type drink. And we would head over to Barnes and Noble and just spend hours in there looking at magazines, books, till they closed. We were just in there. So I always associated coffee with just communing and good conversation and books and magazines and sharing and just getting creative juices flowing. Yeah. There's something very teenagery about drinking coffee at night. I don't know why that, that, that like spoke to me as like a 16 year old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like I was doing something like adult like, and just like, yeah, drinking coffee and just, I'm so grown up. I'm so mature. <laughs> what about you, Bianca? Let's see. In the kitchen with my mom, my mom, would be baking or cooking and she's drinking coffee. And every now and then I walk up to the the mug on the counter and sneak in a sip. And she would always say, don't drink that coffee stunts your growth. And I didn't drink it for a long time, but then I was allowed to have it every now and then in ice cream as a kid, because I have a big love for ice cream. So every now and then I get that bite or two of coffee ice cream and I was like this stuff is interesting hmm hmm and then it really started up me of me really drinking it in high school like maybe towards the end of high school though I think my I think my sister worked at Barnes and no 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 Borders my sister worked there first and at first it was hot chocolates and then next thing you know my brother worked there and his his partner at the time she worked there too and the next thing you know, I'm there like every day at Borders and I'm just drinking coffee, doing my homework, eating all the snacks, whatever I could get because they all work there. So I was like, oh, what you got? And then I'm adventuring in the aisles, just listening to music and looking at all the magazines and just having a good time. I'm sort of imagining you two almost living parallel lives like there's a movie and there's like a divider in the middle and you both are teenagers traveling through bookstores with your frappuccinos or vanilla lattes, almost living like the same life, but not together, like in different places. Yes, that is very accurate because I also have envisioned our lives like that. After we we met and shared stories, I realized there are so many parallels between us. In college, we played sports. Bianca was a division one basketball player. I was on a division one volleyball team. You know, it's a good experience, but not ultimately not for us and just our frustrations and challenges with that. And then eventually quitting. We didn't 
stay on the teams that we played for the whole time. And then uh, just having creative interests and endeavors and projects and auditioning and acting. And then even when we lived in New York, we discovered that we lived there at the same time and knew, I don't know if we knew some of the same people, but some of the same circles. Uh, You know, you worked at a cafe that I had wanted to go to, but I think I tried going twice and it was closed. Mm -hmm. And then later I learned that you worked there and then learning that we auditioned for some of the same roles and neither of us getting the job and just, just kind of just laughing at life in New York. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Life in New York. (laughs) It's funny to me that you both had these almost parallel lives happening in tandem because you didn't meet in New York, did you? No, we did not. Tell me about how you met. We met in, in LA. How many years after we lived in New York? Oh my gosh, it's probably uh, 10, 12 years? Maybe like six or seven years. No, I didn't meet you till 2015. 2014. And oh, then, and I left. Correction. You're right. It is more like 10 years. But it's more like 10 years. And, mm-hmm. and we met at a cafe. At a cafe. In Venice Beach, like on the beach. And yes, yeah, Sabrina, you came by because you were dropping off headbands and your friend was part of making the cafe actually come alive. Yeah. So I, Sabrina, was working in production of headbands and jewelry and I was selling them at a boutique next door to the coffee shop that Bianca worked at and that's how I got acquainted and I was just getting into specialty coffee and I also had a friend that was that did help open the coffee shop and I ran into her and she said hey you should come by and check us out and novena yeah (laughs) that's how it began yeah and that shop in particular was like the shop that everybody wanted to come to because nicely the three-time world champion latte artist he was the you know the main feature there he was the manager running the shop and people from all over the world would come and have drinks made by us and yeah I learned a lot with him that was that was a blessing yeah, and it was like the only shop like in that area mm-hmm. of specialty coffee. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was Intelligentsia as well. Yeah, but the vibe was different. Yeah. Like, we got to do what we wanted to do and create more of a creative atmosphere. Like everyone involved was a musician, you know, Novena, Derek, myself, other people that worked there. Everybody was creative. Yeah. Even it- Nicely is a singer. People don't know that that man can sing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty. It was awesome. It was it was like the golden era. It was the golden era yeah, of this space. Yes, it was. We played records the whole time. And I used to host the the cuppings and also do all these flower arrangements for the space because I had a little flower company that I started because I started buying all these flowers from a friend of mine who had a, a farm of pork and flowers. So I didn't buy the pork, but I bought the flowers and just started making arrangements for businesses in the Venice Beach area. And yeah, the cafe I worked at was one of them. The coffee shop had this very strong magnetic pull. I would find myself 
just like, oh, what should I do today? I don't, I'm trying to get my day organized. And I just knew that I had to go to Minotti's at some point. You said, and before I get organized, let me go, I just, go figure out how I to have get to organized go there. by getting a coffee. Yeah, I just, I, <laughs> it was just like a great energy to be around. And I would always invite a friend or see who's around to meet up. And if I could go by myself with friends, it just was come one, come all. It was very low key and inviting. Mm-hmm. What solidified your connection with one another? Because I can see like, you know, you go to coffee shops all the time and you meet people, but like what moment were you folks like, we have something and we're going to do something together? I feel like it was the day you came by the shop and you had a suitcase of your flower crowns. And I was like, oh, you need, you need photographs of these. And I happened to have a, a degree in photography. And that's like another thing I'm blessed to be able to know how to, how to, you know, capture and make people's things look beautiful or whatever it may be. And Sabrina was like, yeah, I need some photographs. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get a new camera soon and, and a new computer and I'll, I'll uh, photograph your work. And then I didn't see you for weeks. I'm like, where is this girl? I'm trying to help her out, get her work done. And I saw her walking past the cafe one day and I was in the middle of making a drink. I stopped making that drink. I said, Hey, customer, I'll be right back. I ran outside, ran down almost to the boardwalk in Venice and was like, Sabrine, Sabrine, I got my new computer. (laughs) (laughs) That was something that struck me as like very unusual because I had been an entrepreneur at this point for a few years and there's a lot of challenges and people say something and mean another and you're not sure like who really wants to help you and like I'm not sure how I can pay you so I don't know what you really mean by taking photographs and it just felt really like genuine and she really wants to help me and I don't really know what I can do in exchange but that doesn't really matter at this moment so it just was for the first time in a while just felt very sincere and I was like okay let's let's do this happen you told me your computer was getting fixed and you're now following up with me. Like a lot of people in LA don't really do that. <laughs> so when it happens, it's special. And it's, I, I knew I was like, okay, we, we're going to be friends. Mm-hmm. And then we had an eight hour photo shoot. And, and I learned immediately that day that we work very well together. Mm-hmm. It was a really smooth photo shoot, scene by scene, just bam, everything about it lined up. The computer, the camera gear. I had a friend from Philly who was living in LA. I didn't even know. And they had all this gear, all this lighting gear in particular that I needed to be able to photograph Sabrine's work. So it was just like, all right, Sabrine, like I have the the new computer. I got my new camera. I got the lighting. If we're doing this, we need to do this and I'm ready to do it. And I actually have a background and also photographing a lot of work for artists when I lived on the East coast. And, you know, I really enjoy, you know, being able to provide that for people. Cause sometimes that's really all it comes down to is being able to showcase your work through a photograph in a way that really allows people to come into your work and enjoy it. Cause if you have photographs and they're like too dark or they're grainy or whatever it is, it'll really dictate how someone feels about what you're presenting. So if you can make it really beautiful and make it pop, like, bam, you're, you're golden. I feel like that's kind of the ethos of 
cute coffee in a way, not the ethos necessarily, but maybe the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how, I guess let's go, let's go backwards before we get into the branding, but um, let's talk a little bit about how you folks decided to start a coffee business in general, because that's a big step. Yes, it is. is, Especially for someone that didn't have experience in coffee. I was just learning from a customer point of view, like, hey, I'm really drawn to specialty coffee. That was another reason why I connected with Bianca. I felt comfortable like asking her questions that I wouldn't have asked any other barista or coffee shop worker. I just felt comfortable. So it just my uh, education was just started very organically. Just started with an interest. Coffee is the vessel, essentially, to bring all the things together and bring people together. So I was just like, yeah, let's let's do let's do some coffee. And you're an artist. I'm an artist. Let's do all our things and drink this cup of coffee. And instead of just having these separate businesses of all these creative things we do, let's just have the coffee because it's the backbone. Like it's the thing that for me in particular, I have been traveling all around the country, working in different spaces, in particular coffee spaces where I was like, all right, how do I meet all the artists, musicians, producers, directors, photographers, anybody, all these artists, how do I meet all them? I become their barista. I love that idea of a coffee roasting business almost being like a nexus for all these other creative endeavors. Because you folks, I think probably more so than a lot of people, or I don't want to qualify that, like who knows. Um, But you, it does seem like you really approach cute coffee as like this really, really dynamic art project in a way with there's, there's so many different like aspects to the things that you create and visually what they look like. I've never really heard anybody articulate that coffee kind of brings all of those, those parts of them together. Yeah, that's totally what cute coffee is. It is just an art project. And it's an art project that is the umbrella for all the creative things we do and other people do too. And we we love bringing in different friends and family who who make amazing things and and say, "All right, where can we put your art piece?" It's almost like it's a gallery, a platform. How did you first, when you first were thinking of starting this coffee business, how did you start thinking about like what you wanted it to look like? Because I think for, for me, like when I see cute coffee, it's like immediately like a smile comes to my face. And did you start with that as the idea? Like we want to make people happy or did you just like, how did you find inspiration for what you wanted the brand to look like? Well, first it was sunny side up. Yeah. First it was sunny side up and we had this warehouse space in Long Beach. And that's the space where we were attempting to have a a co-roasting facility along with people renting out space for their art projects or whatever they wanted to work on. We, I don't know, I want to say a rule or how would you phrase it? We pretty much let people know, hey, anybody can use this space, but whatever you create, Please let it be something that brings joy to people. Yes, positive. Yeah, just make it so it's positive so people can feel uplifted. There's enough negativity in the world. We don't want to contribute to that. So that was kind of like the early on inspirations of like, keep it cute or put it on mute. Mm -hmm. And 
that that space we had to close it so we decided when we closed it all right that was sunny side up that was that place it didn't work out the landlord we discovered was illegally leasing this building to us so we were like oh close the doors like this is this is not it it's not gonna work just time to move on and let's just focus on the coffee component yeah because that's the one thing we do have now that we don't have a space and just to give you an idea the space had an outdoor patio we had a storefront uh, we had another loft in there where we had actually created an artist residency where people could stay in the loft there there was a whole nother space for doing music there was a huge space people could dance or a whole nother space you could do woodworking any kind of crafting it just kind of was a an everything space so since we didn't have that everything space, like Sabrine said, the only thing we still had was coffee. You know, we, we could still do something with coffee. So that's kind of round two, the evolution of cute coffee in a way. Yes. Because yes. after we left that space, uh, we moved into an, uh, an apartment that was 600 square feet. We definitely didn't have space to geek out in the same way. And we just would sit around and, and do a lot of drawing and just be like, all right what do we want this to look like? What are we thinking about? And one of the concepts actually, when I first met Sabrine that I had in my mind was doing something with a cup, with a mug. When you look at a mug and you look at it from the top, it looks like two C's put together. Or if you look at the handle, it looks like a C too. All right, let's play off of the idea of maybe some branding with some C's. And and I was actually going to do a coffee and conversations because I had this space that I set up kind of like a tonight show where I was like, all right, I'm going to sit over here in my living room and people are going to come in and I'm going to sit over there and I'm going to play a record and we're just going to chat it up and drink coffee. That didn't happen either, but we came back to it and was like, that was a good idea. Let's play with that. And next thing you know, it turned into, you know what? We love cute things. Who doesn't like cute things? Cute things make everybody feel good. It's got to be cute coffee. I love that it's alliterative. Yeah, it's very easy to remember. I, as a person who named their podcast mostly based on alliteration, I really appreciate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Boss Barista Cute Coffee. They have the same kind of cadence in a way. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. We knew what we were doing. We thought about this. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Something that strikes me as I'm talking to you is that it seems like something that you folks really embrace is having ideas and just like going with it or seeing where it takes you and being okay with it not working. I mean, that's the only way to learn. Yeah. You just got to test it out, test out the waters. You don't know if you don't try. Do you think that that's because of like your artist background? Definitely. That's definitely, you know, artist mindset. You know, you just pick something up, you start making something and you might not finish that project and then you move on to another one or you started a project and it's like, oh, I thought this was for this, but actually it's for this. Yeah, that happens a lot. Something else happens and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get back to you now. There's a place for you. Totally. I mean, that's what happened with all the designing for Cute Coffee. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what we were going to use all these different illustrations for. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, that's the whole background. And it's like three years later. Right. If you're feeling inspired by it, there's a reason for it. And it might not present itself in that moment, but it's coming soon. Mm -hmm. 
How would you describe the way that you folks approach coffee? We feel like it's kind of like, yo, is this my friend? Are you my family? First, before we even get to the coffee, who's the person behind it? Yeah, who's the person behind it? I want to get to know you. I want to have this relationship with you. But if I'm having this relationship, do I want to be in it? It's kind of like we got to go on some dates and see if we like each other. Right. It's like you're you're dating someone and you're going to want to be ordering regularly. Mm -hmm. And I want to build. I want to have a lasting relationship. Yeah. How do you facilitate that? We actually initially started it just by looking at maps and being like, all right, let's look at this map and see what farms are in this area. Let's just start cold calling some people and There's even different resources that we found just doing some research online and from being in coffee so long, just conversing with different people, new people. So it's like, oh, I'll talk to that person because you know that person that knows that person. And they seem like that's a cool person. And I just want to work with cool, sweet people and people who want to really, truly exchange with us and not just have a transaction because I don't know, it just feels empty when it's just about a transaction. Yeah. So learning about their background, hearing their stories Mm -hmm. helps us go from there. Yeah. Lots of phone conversations, lots of emails with people. And yeah, lots of storytelling. I think that that's really what did it is just storytelling with people and emails on the phone. It's been great. Instagram. Yeah. All the things. Are you in pretty regular communication with all the people that you source coffee from? I would say there's like a select few who are like, yo, these are the homies. This is the the bread and butter. Like we're on the same page. Yeah. Understanding. Yeah. There's definitely an understanding of like, oh, you love God just as much as I do. That's my girl. Like that's my other mom. Like I can talk to you and and your son and it just feels like that is just straight up family. Yeah. And and then hearing how they appreciate how we're sharing their coffee like they really see us and appreciate like oh you girls are really trying to sell some coffee like, yes we are yeah but we're also trying to give you shine like we, we, we want to tell your story the way that you want your story to be told because at the end of the day we wouldn't have this story to tell or this coffee to share with anyone if it wasn't for you yeah so we got to put you on blast absolutely And they appreciate that Mm -hmm. the most. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's so special because for so many coffees that we consume or so many of the coffees that we see in coffee shops, like storytelling is used, but it can be really confusing about whose story is actually being told. Is it the person who produced that coffee story or is it that story told through the lens of somebody else? You're part of the equation always, like you're part of that story, but I think it could be really easy to tell a story that serves like a purpose that maybe is transactional. Right. So it's really, really special to hear you talk about like why storytelling is important to you. We just, we always like to run the story by them first before we share it on our website or any of the social media platforms. We just like to say, hey, is this accurate? Is this all the details, all the facts? Is this what you want to say? Yeah. Because you wrote this. And a lot of times, some, some of the farmer stories that we have on our site, that's not written by us. 
we just copied and pasted what they wanted us to say. I, I told you this before we started recording, but one of the big reasons that I really wanted to talk to you is that I know that I've gone on record saying this a lot recently, but Boss Barista can sometimes be a little bit of a bummer and which is okay. A lot of people have really important things to say and there are a lot of big issues we should be thinking about in the coffee industry. But there's something about the way that both of you approach coffee that seems so unapologetically joyful. And I wonder if that's something that you guys have to like remind yourselves of daily. Like this is a joyous occasion. Like this is a joyous moment for us. Like how do you incorporate joy daily in, in your coffee experience? Man, how do we incorporate joy Joy daily? Well, the first thing I do before I even get out of my bed is I just thank God for another day. I feel like opening my eyes every day is a joy. And the fact that I can move my body and actually put my feet on the floor and then go downstairs and make myself a cup of coffee. I'm like, yo, life is good. It's a gift. It's a gift. It just seems like we really appreciate or not doesn't seem like, but we do really appreciate the little things. And so when it comes to cute coffee, it just, it's just easy. I don't even feel like we have to think about it. We definitely just wanted to make people feel good. We don't want to raise anybody's hair and, them feel agitated and, and, you know, we don't want to get political and take sides with anyone because we want this to really truly be for everybody. I don't care what you choose to call yourself or what your political background is. I don't, I don't care where you come from. Let's just enjoy this cup of coffee together. We're probably not going to agree on those things. So like, let's not even go there. Yeah. Let's not go there. Let's just enjoy this cup of coffee. Isn't it delicious? (laughs) Does that ever get difficult? I don't, I don't feel like it's difficult. It, I mean, for me, it's, it's just easy. That's, that's just easy for me to it, do. I feel like my purpose in life is just to spread love. Like literally that's, that's it. And it, when that doesn't happen in my life and I feel like someone's like rubbing me the wrong way or they're feeling some type of way about me being sweet. I'm like, you know, that don't have nothing to do with me. That's your stuff. So I will say it is very easy for Bianca to be love and joy. It's just who she is. I will say for myself, it's now easy for me, but maybe it wasn't super easy (laughs) a year or two ago. (laughs) I had to grow into it, but it's, it's definitely, I see the benefits of it. What I get from you in this conversation in Everything that I consume that's about cute coffee is that everything feels very genuinely reflective of you. And that doesn't require effort. Totally. Yeah. I mean, maybe it requires effort sometimes, but No. It it doesn't require effort when you've you've committed yourself to just living in full transparency. And just living. And just living. I just want to live. So in order to just be living and not be like I just said, like cleaning up all the time. Let's just keep it real. Let's just be incredibly transparent. Let's always tell the truth. Let's always move forward. Even when it's hard to hear the truth, at least you know the truth and you can move forward from there. And, you know, you can't ever hide the truth. We had a woman say to us recently, you know, you can go through the truth and like chop it down and 
think of it like grass. You can go cut all that grass and cut all these flowers and whatnot. And next thing you know, the truth is going to pop up like a bunch of weeds and you can't stop it. So it's just easier to, to keep it real. I feel like that's like a second secondary, like keep it cute or put it on mute, like keep it true, true or totally. I don't know. I need a rhyming dictionary for, for this. <laughs> I used to have one as a kid. That That's totally what it is. That's, that's funny. You say that we were kind of explaining that to someone recently about cute. Cause they, they thought that keep it cute was like, Oh, like you gotta be cute and pretty all the time. And it's like, no, no. it's not about, no, no, it's no. not about anything like that. It's, it's the energy. It's your yeah. spirit. It's just put out goodness. Just that. Exactly. Or like my mom would say to me as a kid, and I'm sure a lot of people's parents have said this to them. You know, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. It's exactly that. And I really believe in the power of words. So the words that you put out, that's what it's going to be. So if I'm going to speak something into existence, I better get ready for what's coming back to me for what I just said. You're narrating. Yeah. So narrate a good story. A lot of the work that it seems like Cute Coffee is doing is very self-reflective and is very much this almost pouring out of your of your souls in a way. That feels a little cheesy to say, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. No, that's accurate. It's pretty accurate. I mean, we <laughs> both have put our everything into this. Yeah. I mean, even every dollar, I'm like, I ain't got no more money. But guess what? Look at cute coffee. <laughs> Look at cute coffee. <laughs> you so cute. We, we, we both just believe in it so much. <laughs> so we're just in it to win it. Yep. And even when we're, you know, ordering coffee sometime, I'm like, we have to order coffee and we don't have the money, but we're going to figure it out. It's going to come. It's going to come. It, it has to keep going. Yes. And we, we've actually had so much going on in this past year with having to move a lot. And it's just been wild trying to balance like cute coffee. Oh, look, I got to move again. Now I got to pack up all this stuff. Now I got to figure this out. Oh, snap. Oh, my gosh. This landlord is you're out of line. Constant. I'm, I'm going to have to actually get official. I, I need official help. Yeah. <laughs> and during all these just jumps and crossovers and ducking and bobbing and weaving, like cute coffee has sustained and it's, it keeps going and people are still loving it. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like just more ammo to keep pushing keep doing no matter like what life is throwing at you like keep doing this love project mm -hmm. it's like it's really incredible to see how far it's come and it doesn't feel like work no my, my mom just said something to to us the other day about how you when you, you enjoy doing what you do you've every, never worked a day in your life yeah i we may have messed that up but something it's something like that, like that. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your television show Ooh, QTV. QTV is very inspired by a lot of things from the 90s. 80s too. 80s. And then our everyday life. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a whole skit coming up soon that we cannot wait to tell the story about. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, okay? It has to do with a thousand pound roaster that I'm looking for. I'm really looking for it because supposedly... It's in my house. Supposedly we're hiding it Supposedly in our house. Supposedly we're hiding it in our house, according to these accusations. Somebody saw us sneaking it in through the back. I'm like, 
what like, do that's you see incredible this? like please tell me where it is tell me how i got i could use of one of those mountain carrying a thousand pound roaster i would love to know now i wish that i had the video on so i can inspect be like where is it <laughs> no <I'm kidding. laughs> coming soon through cute tv where can folks check out cute tv I think we're going to post it on our website, ilovecutecoffee.com. So come, coming soon. And what about Instagram? Oh, Instagram. Yeah, we'll put some skits on Instagram. And then yeah. maybe it'll be like short skit on Instagram. And then maybe like some kind of full episodes or something. Yeah. I don't know yet, but something's coming. Cute, Cute TV actually just dropped yesterday unexpectedly. We said, yo, for this Sueños Coffee subscription, let's do a little episode of Cute TV. And so it was the debut. It was the debut. As a person whose nails are like slime green colored right now, I really oh. appreciate anything related to the 90s. I've actually been thinking a lot about Boss Barista, what I want it to look like in the future. And I'm like, I think I just want it to be like Nickelodeon orange. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, you got to have slime everywhere. <laughs> Slime just dripping down barista logo. What if I started doing like live shows and I just slimed the guests? Like, would that oh. be insulting or would that be like an honor? No, an, it's an honor. An honor. You could slime <laughs> us anytime. Yeah, if you don't get slime, you didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. You got to come back if you get to come back. <laughs> That's true. There has to be like I think I think this the the original slime like would be if you if you said I don't know. So there has to be like something similar. Yeah. Okay. For boss barista, if you say like a certain phrase, I have to think about it. It's like a like a punishment. So, or it's like, or or maybe maybe it's like the other way around. Where it's like if you like admonish yourself, like if you say something negative about yourself, then you get slimed because it's like you have to keep it. Oh. Uh, maybe I'm uh, stealing from you a little bit. You have to keep it cute. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. It's not stealing. No, you can have it. Yeah, <laughs> share. Sharing the good. That's why we 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 put it out there. What? Would you want people listening to this to take away from hearing you folks speak? Listen to that bird. That bird is telling you exactly what we wanted to say. That you are cute. <laughs> I mean, taken away from this, man, there's, there's so much that there's could so be said. Much. But, you know, just keep on being true to you. Yeah. And know that what's for you is for you. And... Keep it cute. Make make life easy. Just live. Yeah. And don't worry. Don't worry about nothing. Don't feed into anything that's not serving you or making you feel good. Just mm-hmm. let it go. Sabrine, Bianca, it's such a delight to talk to you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, my gosh. It's an honor to talk to you every time. It really is. Oh, shucks. Now I'm just saying... That was Sabrina Naima and Bianca Alon, the co-founders of Cute Coffee. You can find more about Cute Coffee on Instagram at I Love Cute Coffee or at their website, www.ilovecutecoffee.com. And seriously, if you heard me at the beginning of this episode talking about the newsletter, please go check it out. You'll find a full transcript of this episode, along with some more content about Cute Coffee in the coming weeks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. I'm just looking for a better day. Boss Barista is produced by me, Ashley Rodriguez, 
you can find a transcription of this episode on my newsletter, along with an accompanying article about this episode every Thursday at bossbarista.substack.com. To support the show, you can visit www.patreon.com slash bossbarista. We have over 80 patrons supporting the show right now, which is incredible. And that helps keep the show alive. We pay guests through this fund, we pay for website hosting, and we make donations. Half of our patron donations are currently pledged to five different nonprofits, each at $50 a month. Asada's Daughters, the Loveland Foundation, the Native American Rights Fund, the Grocery Run Club, and the Chicago Community Bond Fund. Again, if you want to support Boss Barista, consider making a monthly donation at www.patreon.com slash bossbarista. Another amazing way to support the show is to share this episode with just one person, a friend, someone who you think would learn something from this episode, anybody. Sharing on social media is also a huge help, along with giving us a five-star review on Apple iTunes. As a small production, these things matter a lot. So if you can take a little time, share out some of your favorite quotes from this episode and tag us, that would be amazing. We're at Boss Barista Podcast on Instagram and Boss underscore Barista on Twitter. You can also send me an email at bossbaristapodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.